Welcome, you're listening to a Rollmaster Classic Actual Play of Terry K. Anthra's excellent Shadow World using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters at Obsidian Portal, where our campaign is called The Praise of Old Men. This episode is cross-referenced as Chapter 4, Demons of the Burning Night, Parts 5 and 6. We're also on YouTube, Podbean and Twitch, where you can find the various links as well as an index of some of the main points of each episode in the description. Previously, searching through Ramavere's palace for either of the two artefacts, the party have discovered three imprisoned spirits in her bedroom. All of them offer aid in defeating the evil queen, who Silk believes to be alive by being trapped in time, but join the companions as they try to find a way to open a trapdoor in the ceiling. Can I reach it? Uh, With difficulty. Uh, Cran, you're about six foot six, am I right? Mm Mm-hmm. If you could find something to stand on, you could probably pull open the trapdoor. Or you can put uh, me on your shoulders, if you like. Yeah, yeah. get up here, lass. So the trapdoor is not locked in any way, Cherry, but bizarrely, you can't see any way of opening it. There's obviously a hidden opening mechanism. Oh, OK. It seems to be have a switch maybe down here somewhere. Let's uh, Let's have a scout around, shall we? Have a look. Give me a very hard perception roll, please. Um, reducing the penalty by one step because you know what you're looking for. No, you can't find anything. Uh, Cherry this is, looking is one of those floor. times where you need to lean against something. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, Cherry is crawling around the floor, sort of searching on the floor, and she says she's looking to see if there's a floor mechanism to open the trap door. She can't <laughs> find one. We all start tap dancing on every tile. Okay, off you go, Silk. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's the Jesus show. <laughs> okay, is there any like on the wall by the? Okay, the... so Silk, give me a roll as you check the floor. That's a, an unfortunate turn of phrase, isn't it? And yeah. um, Victor, can you give me a dice roll, please, as you check the walls? So perception rolls, please. Straight up. Oh. Uh, Silk, you can't find anything on the floor, and Cran can't find anything wherever he's looking. Um, there you go, Numo with the super perception. Numo, where were you looking? In the room. No floors. <laughs> all... <laughs> I was. I was still. My gaze was still lingering in the bed area. <clears throat> all right, steady, steady on, old man. Strangely, yeah. Numel hasn't played for a few weeks. Clearly, those weeks have not been kind <laughs> to him. Numel, uh, there is no uh, magic mechanism on the bed of any sort. Cherry, um, spin him around. He keeps so concentrating he, on the bed. Uh, Victor, you check the walls. You can't find anything. The trap door remains stubbornly closed. There is no way of opening it that you can see. I look Maybe at my unboring way. Yeah, you could try that as a means of opening. Ogla's going to uh, examine each of the pillars. Okay. There's no obvious way of using the pillars. There's no secret mechanism that you can see. They are solid. Just moving them, yes, they rock slightly, but as you rock them all and twist and turn them, no, the, the trap door remains stubbornly closed. Mm. Could, okay. we, could Numal suggest to the group, maybe we could pull the bed forward and see if there's anything on the wall behind the bed? Or Stop at the bed, man! <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, to be honest there's not much I mean you can move the curtains aside actually Numel and and check what's behind the bed so give give me a perception roll as you check behind the bed to see if the bed is actually hiding a mechanism behind a headboard or or. no 
No, I'm, I'm thinking, look, if, if this was used by somebody, what what would you do to get that trapdoor door open? It's something on the floor, tap it on the floor or something, make something lower, come up, and you guys have a look at the floor. Okay, Ugnan, give me a check on the floor. Oh, oh. So, yes, um, you find the floor mechanism, Ugnan, with not too much searching. It's almost underneath the trapdoor. Um, Cherry was just looking in the wrong place. You put your foot on the mechanism, and sure enough, the trapdoor opens, and a ladder is lowered invitingly uh, to the floor. I was so ready for Numal to be mad when it was above the or below the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to climb up? I can go on, Cherry. Victor. You're the one with oh, self-discipline. You go up. I'll I'll go up, guys. No, no, you gotta beat me. Beat okay, me in so initiative. Yeah. I'm one. going. <laughs> I... Oh, and then the four wow. But yeah, I, I'm jumping on Victor's shoulders and bouncing up. <laughs> okay, so Silk Eagle is possibly the first to climb up. Uh, the single octagonal, or sorry, multi-sided chamber, I've lost the ability to count tonight, is decorated in the centre with some arcane runes. Um, whatever these runes are, they actually are lifted slightly off the floor. They're not moving, but they hover. Oh, no. They're about two inches off the floor. You've wrong. Whatever the writing says, it's uh, written in Nureti. And the runes themselves are made out of some sort of blue copper metal that just hang in the centre. Um, so you all eventually make way up. You're obviously wise enough. Um, even Silk has got enough about her to realise that you don't just you don't just wander into a magic circle. Mm -hmm. Only once. Uh, yeah, she only did it once, and it didn't so, work out well. I'm disappointed with I'm disappointed with that attitude. That's not going to get you anywhere. Indeed. So, in the centre, <laughs> I mean, your tokens are a slight. Well, no, your tokens are about the right size. So, in the very centre of the room, you can see uh, a book, which is opened. Again, you can dimly make out um, language in black uh, Nureti. All the other uh, other pages are scattered and torn and lie about the floor. But the book that, or the section where the book is open, the pages are intact. Uh, first of all, Stuart, holy yeah. crap, these map maps are amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> done, a great, done a great job. It's phenomenal. Thank you. You can also see a number of smashed wooden benches and tables that lie towards the edges of the room. Um, looks as if some of them were flung with a huge amount of force. There's a small locked copper cabinet which leans against one of the walls. And there's a five uh, foot tall cube of translucent amber, not far from where Victor and Ugnan stand. Um, atop that altar, that amber cube, there seems to be a flask. What do you want to do? Well, so you got any magics that can drag things to you? Mm. I, I was hoping to learn that, but I, I haven't picked that up yet. But any magic circle, again, we should dispel it or somehow get rid of it. Is that a read runes roll just to make up the runes that are floating? Or do I need to um, speak Black Noretti? No, because the runes aren't in Noretti. No, a read runes roll will do perfectly. Okay. Course, so I'll do that. Try saying that when you're pissed. <laughs> Uh, read runes. Where is it? Runes, runes, runes. There it is. Okay. Oh, I'm actually good at it. What? <laughs> I'm not too bad. 
So the runes themselves are um, some sort of summoning enchantment. Mm -hmm. It's safe to enter and it's safe to leave. If you were some sort of entity, some sort of demon, these runes would keep you fairly securely bound. So okay. whoever cast these runes was going to use this um, circle again and again and again. Clearly, other magic was employed to make the runes somewhat permanent. So the runes themselves hover about maybe two inches off the floor. So you can step over them. You can't walk through them. They're solid. They are actually about three or four millimeter thick um, metallic runes designed to be permanent, but perhaps for show, you suspect, Silk, lifted off the floor just to intimidate people who stumbled across them. But they're there permanently. The only way of destroying this circle is to physically hack the runes apart. Right. So is that to keep things in or out, or is it just like a barrier? So it's both. Both. Anything that's any sort of demonic entity that's uh, that's summoned inside is trapped inside. If you stepped inside, summoned something, and leapt out, that de demonic thing would be trapped inside, and you'd be safe. Hmm. Silk, don't step inside. <laughs> that sounds like an ultimatum to me. You Vic don't know me, Vic Victor. <laughs> Victor, watch your watch your Victor. No man tells me what to do. <laughs> Perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah. Now these broken bits, do they? Does it look through age? Or does it look through um, force that these are broken? It looks through force. Somebody obviously had a, a temper tantrum and smashed them. So I don't know. This place is crawling under attack with demons. If you're in the middle of that circle, I wouldn't be able to get you. I'm really interested what that book Doesn't is. Look, give me a perception roll, please, Mark. Cherry, there's this Chester table over by me. Doesn't look like the, the these these broken items were hurled at the circle. They were just hurled about the room randomly, as if somebody perhaps stepped out or never stepped into the circle and just had a real meltdown with things not working. I'm sure many of us have been there at work. It's, it's her bedroom. She's a massive temper tantrum. I was going to say, it must have been me failing locks. <laughs> um. So there is, yes, as somebody reminded you, Cherry, there is also this large bureau cupboard, which has copper-coloured cabinet, which is indeed locked. Is that that there? That's right, yep. Okay, I'm best uh, check it out. Okay, there's a large rusted padlock, which will make it hard to unlock. But of course, you'll obviously want to search the place for traps first. Okay, I've actually I accidentally <laughs> put a minus ten modifier, but that's you can drag it out. Okay, as far as you can tell, the place is not locked. The place, I'm sorry, the cabinet is not <laughs> locked. I don't know what came home. Uh, you mean not trapped? Um, it is indeed locked because of the padlock. That probably gave it away. It's not trapped. I'm sorry. I'm trying to multitask here. And <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I, I just wanted to clarify. Perhaps some oil added to the lock will help. Have another go with adding a little bit of lubricant. No, don't Stop. do it, Matt. I didn't say a thing. I don't <laughs> do it, Matt. Say a thing. I have literally bite my lip. I hope no one just came in at that stage. Yeah. Okay. Um, this time, with a little bit of oil applied, your lockpicks are able to actually get the mechanism to engage and with a creak more than a nice, satisfying snick. The padlock 
opens. Behind the doors, you can see what look like a large number of um, ceramic and crystal vials and almost a dozen small leather pouches. All of these seem to hold a variety of inert herb mixtures. <sighs> Cran walks <through>. up. <laughs> right, Cran, give me a perception roll. And I'll give you, I'll make this an easy perception roll. You're like an airport sniffer dog when it comes to detecting Rook. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, there is no Rook present in the cabinet, which may provoke another realm of cabinet <sighs> Another round of depression. And <laughs> now, now, Cran, here's the thing. Logic dictates that if you get addicted to something that is way more accessible it'll take your mind off of the other addiction oh that makes some kind of sense right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you were fired as a drug counselor so <laughs> oh this this oh, stuff's way that. better yeah right give me are there any anybody with any herbalist you're you're gonna have to make some herbalist roles to identify these things yeah, anybody got any herbalism skill at all i've got massive lore herb well massive great but i'm in the circle that i'm looking at the book or okay looking ah, at the book, right. not touching it <laughs> uh do you speak black Nuretti? or have you got a spell cast which will allow you to identify it he's absolutely fluent <laughs> not 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 oh. right now just oh bloody hell uh so <laughs> what uh, you're not a demon are I you in fact, come here a second. You typed me once before I saw that episode, you bastard. <laughs> and no, I'm not a demon. I do love that you had to do that, though, to be sure. Isn't she? <laughs> Caution first. That's right. Um, yeah. Genuinely. I, I don't go in the circle. Yeah. I stay out of the circle, but I tell you, bring it to me out here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. You can get it, love. Oh, you should see something, though. I still just saw a diagram. It looked like a portal. And I just leave it there and walk over oh. to the thing. <laughs> oh, it's so far away. <laughs> Cherry, do you I'll want to... never tell. Sorry, Silk, do you want to try and step into the portal? No, not with everybody in the room to see if I can. I... I can. Oh, you're the only, <laughs> apart from Numel, you're the only elf. I know, I'll step through. I'll do it. Okay. Numel, uh... come, come in here with me. Let's see if you're well... a deal. Well, Cherry, genuinely, you need to make a channeling roll to be able to get in. Oh, no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. So it would have been so funny if for some reason. No, it would be funny to make me do that. And then you guys are like. <laughs> right. Cherry, uh, sorry, Silk is able to step in easily. Presumably you're casting your. Already uh, reading. Yeah, you're the reading spell. Thank I'm you. burning through PowerPoints, man. Okay. Well, you know what to do about that. There's a thing downstairs. So. Deciphering the book. Oh, Deciphering the book. The title of the chapter that you found is Destiny's Denial. Can you just give me an open-ended roll, please, Cherry? Sure. Uh, sorry, uh, Silk. The content of this chapter is quite convoluted. It's it's not easy. It's not you know. Oh no! <laughs> right. This is a little bit like you having done your multiplication tables at school. And then right. given a quadratic equation yeah, uh, right. that's in six dimensions to solve. <laughs> Damn it! 
you get the feeling that this is not so much a spell, but in script, uh, but details about how to how to grasp Im uh, immortality, how to make yourself immortal. Oh wow! Okay. But exactly how you do that, you're going to have to take the book away, and you're going to have to study over a considerable amount of time. Okay. Meanwhile, Ugnan, you're making your herb rolls. The obvious. Uh, stuff that does leap out and I'll uh, drag these over so I'll give you a few that you can identify fairly quickly because these are ones that you'd obviously look for uh, as you can find some of that that's patha and you can find five cloves of patha Ugnan. Wow. and patha is 35 Ooh. gold pieces it's life keeping what's possibly more useful is that you find some of these. Get a brew on then, uh, Ugnan. You find five Volcurax <laughs> berries. Ooh. Uh, those are life giving. Wow. Now, those have been preserved, so you don't know how effective they are. You suspect some of those could fail, and you okay. don't know what the consequence is if Volcurax fails. Other than that, you can have... Um, without going into too much details or wasting any time. Other than that, Ugnan, you can have 10 herbs of your choice and 1d10 doses of those of any herb that is below 100 gold pieces. Okay. You don't want to get addicted to Volcurax. That would be quite expensive. No. I have zero. Yeah. So, Ugnan, in your own time, if you want to make some dice rolls at home, chuck the results into... Um, Discord, we can then populate your character sheet next time you log on. Sure. So you can have 10 different herbs, 1d10 doses of each, as long as those herbs, each dose is less than 100 gold coins. So that's obviously a considerable amount of money that you've just made. That Ooh, is brilliant. Awesome. Excellent. The only thing that's left is the strange flask sits on top of the peculiar altar. That's to the right on the orange thing? That's right. Yeah, it was the best thing I could come up with uh, that looked like an amber um, altar. Cool. Oh, Cranach, I'd have a look at it, at least. Okay. Uh, the flask itself is a glass flask, probably about half a litre. Sorry, not half a litre, about a quarter of a litre. It's half full. And inside you can see um, a rather sweet, or rather you can see a green gold slightly oily liquid i must have made crans a bit more of a half empty sort of person rather than half full <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got a plain cork on it trying to pick it up and sniff it okay taking the um the cork out it's sweet smelling but it's still give me a perception roll please cran yeah it's it is noticeably um oily i think it's just massage oil it could be. Uh, Put some on. No, I'm kidding, Cran. I'm kidding. I found this book. It talks about immortality, um, but I can't decipher much more than that. Maybe it has something to do with that, whether immortality is staying alive or becoming undead. How, how big is it? Can kind he of get his like thumb over the end? His grimy, blood-smeared thumb over the end of it, so we can just tip it up. Um, his thumb. You can if you wish, yeah. I'm going to just tip it up, get a bit on my thumb and lick it. I wonder what this is, Crances. Okay. You're not an expert at this. Give me a channeling resistance roll, please. You're right, I'm not. 
<laughs> okay. Um, it's difficult to tell, Cran. It's certainly sweet. It's certainly got something about it. It makes your, t your tongue tingle as it touches. Um, after a few seconds, your head goes a little bit swimmy, hazy. So there's clearly something enchanted about this, but it doesn't taste like anything that you've uh, used before. Certainly nothing healing or like that. It could be some sort of a, a hallucinogen, of course. It could be something else. Whatever's in there, there's probably another dose left. Probably one dose has already been drunk. Whatever's left, you're not sure about. Can the rest of you make perception rolls, please? Numel, Ugnan, uh, Victor. When Cran just took the merest, um, it wasn't even a sip, he just licked his thumb. Um, you could see for a fraction of a second his his lips and the area of, of his face around his lips changed colour slightly. It went slightly green. Cran is obviously oblivious to this, but he did feel the effects of, of whatever he drunk. Um, it's clearly very potent. Hmm. Maybe brew it up in a nice, uh, nice pot, pot of rook tea. Or sweeten it up, good and proper. <laughs> As you rub your finger on your teeth. <laughs> well, none the wiser on finding these rods yet. Getting some clues. Got some potential allies. Anything else we want to grab out of here before we go? The altar or, or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know Cherry's always interested in that kind of stuff, but we too. Yeah, the altar is, it's smaller than the huge stone that you found uh, down on the ground floor, but it's going to be too heavy for you to, to lift and move um, without block and tackle, pulleys and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. says checking contents of his pouch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I I, do I have block and tackle? No, I don't. I've got that in my coin purse. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to take from this? Do you want to leave the book where it is, or do you want to take it with you? Yeah, I'll take it. I can't see it being bad, but we'll find out once I leave the circle with it. I don't think okay. What could go wrong? Yeah. Okay, if you just make a note that you've got a uh, Black Nuretti book, Destiny's Denial. Okay. Um, I'll give you some information, some more information about that later. You got it. Uh, if you wish. Okay, um, I'm going to remove your tokens from the map and you can tell me where you want to explore next. I don't think we fully explored the ground floor, have we? No, so let me call that one up for you in a couple of seconds. Uh, this is, um, in all seriousness, a pretty decent spot if we ever need to like, rest up, heal ourselves. Up in, up in the top of this tower, what do you think? Could be. Yep, if, if demons can't come in and out of that morning circle of course we could starve to death <laughs> yeah that's true wasn't but, there a bit of wooden wall that we hadn't um would would take on the second floor yes let me yeah, yeah i'll call that map up as well for you good call yeah good call can we do that first so yes there were a number yes there was another section that you could explore you just get rid of that central marker so as you come down you'll come down into that central chamber which you think is Kadena's bedroom of some description. You can then make your way towards stairs that lead down to the ground floor. And there is indeed a wooden section. How do you want to break through it? Mm. You got through the last one by casting spells, or a spell, a portal spell, I believe. Mm -hmm. 
I'll you check could... my PowerPoints if you Yeah. I've got ten left, guys, so up to you. Is there any um kind of like this crown I know you got a whole lot of stuff. Have you got anything like a crowbar, I think, Cran? <laughs> Cran laughed in a guttural voice. And uh crowbar, an axe. Hang on, didn't the crowbar have a name? Betty, yeah. Yeah, couldn't you um hit it a couple of times with the axe and then stick in the old Betty? Oh, it'd be nice to get the old axe back in my hands. Yeah, he, he unsheaths okay. Tarlax axe. It spits on okay. his hands and then uh, embeds it vertically into see if he can start taking chunks out okay. of it. Okay. Um, this is one of those few examples where brute force and ignorance will indeed triumph over low animal cunning. Um, so you can chop a great big gouge out of the wooden chain, out of the wooden planking that has been used to seal up this section of the tower and then using Betty deftly you can then start prying apart the wood which splinters and cracks as you apply a little bit of brute force oh, it's going. And, and what you can see is just on the other side you can see another section of corridor and then yet another section of wood you can employ the same tactic again on that if you wish to break down that section of wall yeah. Or do you want to try something more subtle instead? That's about as subtle as Crank gets. Okay. Well, I mean, how thick's the wood? How thick was it when you got through the first time? Uh, it was relatively easy, to be honest. Okay. So, again, you come across a circular tower room. The room is quite small, barely maybe 20 feet across. No windows. The room hasn't been used for some time. There's no obvious ladders or trapdoors in floor or ceiling. The only thing that occupies the room is a wooden chest, sorry, a wooden wardrobe. The wardrobe looks very similar to the one that you opened in the other tower. And you recall that contains some rather dusty, but still serviceable dark uniforms of, of some sort, loose fitting, possibly servants uniforms, you think. Mm-hmm, right. I'll have a look over it if uh, there's no obvious traps. Okay. Give me a perception roll, please. Nope. You don't see any obvious traps. Certainly, there's no indication of anything on the small lock that's on the door. And in fact, looking very carefully at it with the aid of the lantern, it doesn't even look like the lock has been used. Um, this cupboard seems to be unlocked if you wish to open it. Yeah, I do. Again, inside, you come across what appear to be a set of or sets of servants livery counting through them there's four sets of garments loose fitting jacket no buttons some sort of vest long sleeves also dark but a gray rather than black and some loose fitting trousers you estimate they could be unisex size wise pretty much all of you would fit into them they might be a little bit looser on some cran would, would struggle they'd be a little bit tight on on his huge frame but the rest of you could probably slip in them uh cherry is probably the slimmest of all of you and they'd be certainly quite baggy on her but the rest of you might be able to squeeze into them if you wish silk you'll recall has already packed one suit um of this clothing just in case keep sick I'm going to check the walls and underneath the chest, just see if there's any kind of secret doors, passageways. Okay, go ahead. You can uh, give me some sort of perception roll. Bending down and crawling around on the floor, knocking it, tapping at it, looking at it sideways, sprinkling a little bit of water where you thought there was a 
suspicious gap between two of the tiles actually reveals very little indeed. Uh, this floor seems to be solid, looking up at the ceiling, poking it with the ubiquitous 10-foot uh, pole sorry, that everybody carries. Again, the ceiling seems perfectly solid. The door, or rather the opening that you've just made in that wood panelling, is the only way in or out. Hmm, this is blocked off. Weird. Yeah, how's the stone finished on the edges where the wood meets the stone? Yeah, the stone is finished. So it looks like this opening was a natural opening. Why this section of the tower was boarded up, uh, similar to the other one, you've no idea. And both were servants' or quarters, or what we yes, think. Yes, could have been. Yeah. Well, there were certainly areas where servants' clothing was kept. Though why they'd be boarded up and why so neatly and tidily, you've no idea. Certainly, nothing seems to have come out, and there's no evidence that anybody could have boarded this up from the inside. A mystery. No remains or anything. No, none at all. No skeletons. And certainly having just searched the floor, there's no suspicious piles of ash. There's no hint of any organic remains left in either of them. Um, as I said, a mystery, perhaps. Ugland scratches the top of his head, shrugs and goes, oh, fuck it, let's go downstairs. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Some things just aren't meant to be solved. Well, I don't know. Maybe she wanted the place to herself, but I don't know why she bored the place up or anything. Oh, well. Well, that's it. Both sides, too, for a service yep. quarter. Hmm. And again, there's things like portals. A portal can be any doorway. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to drag you over. So you go downstairs. There's obviously areas that you can still explore. So I'm going to put you downstairs, um, not far from the stairs that you've already explored a couple of times. Um, and I'll give you a reminder in a couple of seconds of that large, probably some sort of large chapel to what deity, though, you don't know. There you go. I think that's all six of you. Uh, the chapel itself, you'll remember, has this large ornate stained glass window, which is still intact and stood the test of whatever destruction was wreaked on Tarek Nev. It's still intact, as is this palace, um, which is perhaps a little bit odd. Maybe this was protected better than most places. Uh, it seems to have uh, certainly escaped the devastation that has befallen the rest of the city. The large statue, you recall, is this huge, bullish, uh, ogreish figure of a man, horribly muscled, not natural at all. Arms are slightly longer, legs are slightly bowed, perhaps. Mm -hmm. In one hand, he clutches a sickle, though it's horribly barbed. And in the other hand, he seems to be cradling, certainly supporting, carrying um, an infant, a baby. Mm -hmm figure stands right. motionless yeah and cran had mentioned or looked at it before if not it, somebody else and they said that it didn't actually look like he was macabre in the way he was holding the baby after all or something like that or that was the stained glass it was it's difficult to tell the creature itself is huge and certainly not human but not totally bestial the stained glass window is what you spent some time looking at. And it's difficult to make out what that stained glass window is showing. Some of you saw different things in it. As you look at it again, Silk, give me a perception roll, please. Oh, OK. So you look at the details of the stained glass window, Silk. And again, you can easily pick out the dominant figure. Is this huge creature striding across what looks to be an open field behind the figure. 
in the distance you can see what looks to be a village with people in it and you recognize the people as being Nureti from the color of their skins they're dressed in peasant clothing farmers gear some of them have bill hooks and and other farming implements that you recognize you can see there's a mother kneeling on the ground clutching her hands with a man perhaps a husband perhaps somebody else standing behind with both hands on her shoulder the figure is striding towards you as if he's about to step out of the picture he, at his belt he has this horrible barbed sickle and in both hands he carries a child Hmm. So the daughter of those farmer folk? Possibly. Or daughter, his daughter. So he's done to the daughter. Didn't she turn out to be, well, one of them turned out to be really evil, Kadena, whatever her name was. And oh, hang on, wasn't Kadena the evil god? Yeah. Uh, Kadena is this immortal figure that became queen of the Nereti at some oh, point. Right. And she caused the Nereti people to split into two factions, as it were. One remained true and close to their pastoral roots and remained farmers um tending their livestock etc the others became much more militant and had dreams of conquest power and so on um and they began to settle and they basically laid the foundations for the city of Tareknev as opposed to the village and town of Tareknev on the island that's about as much as you know about Kadena, apart from the fact that as you've heard from those three figures, she was uh, deeply unpleasant, almost certainly very, very evil, and somehow is not dead. Mm. Okay, let's explore the rest of this place. But this <laughs> is cool. And then we went through that um, bedroom that, and we actually got uh, ported down here. We landed somewhere. Was it on the table? Yeah, you land. Yeah, you see, so you see that altar. Okay, I mean, is it, can I look over that altar? Is any spikes barbs anything like that because i'm just wondering if you got teleported why land on the altar of all places okay give me as you stare at that altar so you'll you'll go a little bit closer have a look cran will have a look as well those of you that want to investigate it uh give me some perception rolls in the tower and you can't find any evidence of any uh spikes traps blades or anything unpleasant at all um cran lends his sort of aid as well and nope this is just a very plain stone altar. The stone itself, though, Cran uh, and Ugnan, is perhaps a little bit unusual. Uh, Numel, you've come a little bit closer. And again, the stone is unlike the stone that you've seen in the rest of this, this city. It's not dense, hard stand, so, uh, sandstone or granite. It looks grey, almost puffy. It's pockmarked all over the place. And in fact... Do you want to move the... Uh, yeah, so Cram was going to say, hey, uh, can you it? come and give me a hand here, AB, Victor? Let's get our back against this and see if we can shift it. Give What's us a... Excuse us, I'm gonna, let's get, we're going to try and like move it away from where you are. Cram will go up there. Stand next to me, Victor. Let's shove it backwards across the room this way. Ugnan's going to supervise okay. like most middle-aged men do to young, feral guys. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't forget to bend your legs, lad. <laughs> It's like moving a fridge um, into an apartment 10 floors up. So I call out uh, Silk. Yeah? She's, I said, you've got that uh, those servants, servants' clothes. Why don't you put them on and then try interacting with uh, stained glass? Like touch it or something? Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, all right. So, meanwhile, the Chuckle Brothers decide to move the altar around. <laughs> to, to you, me, to, to me, you. to you. Exactly. So the altar, so the altar is actually moved very easy. That that sheer size of it, if it was made of sandstone or granite, you'd need again a block and tackle, etc., to move it. Actually, this moves with difficulty, but it's clearly a lot lighter. And that gives you a clue that this, rather than being regular stone, is some sort of volcanic pumice. You know, the, 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 the effect you get when lava hits water. So this is actually made out of pumice stone. And obviously the nearest uh, volcano you've got is just to the north of this city. So you suspect that this pumice stone was crafted from whatever um, was spewed into the waters around the Isle That's... of Aranmore. Are you saying they were really good and supported local art? <laughs> well perhaps <laughs> i'm not sure what i'm saying to be honest now oh and silk silk's has... buggered off so silk are you stepping into so silk steps into one of those vestibules which i don't know if you ever worked out what those are those are basically very small sort of cubicles barely five foot across with um a screen in between each cubicle uh made of latticed wood mm. Anyway, um, I nudge Numel and say, go down into the one next door and and put the fear of God into it. That'd be awesome. You have sinned. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. They're, they're obviously confessional booths. Um, anyway, I think Silk has gone into one of those confessional booths to change into some servant's gear, I assume, anyway, unless she's going to do something else. Silk, if you're going to cast any horrible spells in there, just you can send those to me via a private message. If you want to reveal your true self to the rest of the party, um, you can do that by a private message. Well, I got out of that taping spell with the high resistance rule that you told me to make after, so I'm okay. <laughs> I come back out. I'm in. <laughs> Okay, she's in the livery of servants. Uh, the clothing fits her reasonably well, though the trousers obviously a little bit long on her, but not terribly long. So you stand in the image cast by the what little light there is outside that's coming through the stained glass window. Nothing appears to happen. Okay, I'll touch the woman and the, the baby. Okay, I think... Yeah, give me a channeling resistance roll in. So give me a very hard channeling resistance roll, please, in the tower. Okay. As you touch the window, the window is cold to the touch, but not unnaturally cold. Um, you get a slight sense of disorientation and you can hear some very, very faint whispering. But it's in a language. Yes, master. But it's in a language <laughs> that you don't know, you don't understand. But you can give me a reasoning role, please. Just a straight reasoning role. Okay. There is a note of pain and anguish in the voices that you can hear. Oh, I'll, I'll immediately stop touching the window once that comes through. And I'll, I'll say it out loud. Pain, so much anguish and pain. Cherry, you touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I'll, I'll, me. Yeah. I'll, I'll say to Ugnan, Ugnan, I don't know if you know you being such a high EQ person, you're if you were to touch this and see what you can make of it. I don't know, last time I, mean, I imagine 
is quite an evil god. She's an evil bitch. I imagine there's been a lot of pain and stuff here, a lot of sacrifices. I don't know what I'd get from that, but I'll do it. Should I break the window then? Uh, right. Don't know. Don't think so. Okay. Before you do anything else, can you all give me perception rolls, please? In Actually, you can make them in the window. Sorry, in the chat frame, just all perception rolls. So you can make those open. I don't think there's any point in hiding this. Okay, a number of you hear um, a very faint, as if the voice is coming from miles and miles away, from the bottom of a well almost, something that for some of you might be familiar. Unkissed, unloved, forgotten, ah. oh. unremembered, unkissed, unloved, forgotten, oh, never wow. wanted, lost forever, unkissed, unloved uncaressed forgotten and as you whirl around looking for the sound of this um a number of you catch that blue sprite sylph type thing running out of the room as if it was it she you now recognize perhaps whispering that in some way but obviously what she was whispering didn't sound quite right and this thing whatever it is this sylph type spirit runs out of the room and vanishes can, After it. <laughs> can I almost want to cast hold okay. on the damn thing, but uh, okay. Well, let's have before. Well, no, you uh, so Pran immediately lurches into a run. What do the rest of you want to do? I'm going, I'm going to sprint to this doorway to try and block her if she's going up here or at least see where she's going. Okay, right, Cherry. Can you give me a hard perception roll, please? Yes, sir. So you can see there's a faint uh, shimmering uh, just down in the bottom of the map, almost at the edge of your vision. Well, I'll, I'll sort of put the uh, marker. You can see what looks like snowfall, and that little blue creature um, jumps neat, neatly into what looks like a blue whitish circle that forms in the air. And then with an inaudible you imagine it should have a sound effect. There should be a little popping noise as it vanishes. Exactly. But there's no noise at all. And the sylph creature vanishes. What are you two doing? It's a servant of Mab. What are you trying to catch that uh, for? Yeah, I know, but... You don't piss her off, do you? Well, well I, I want to piss her off. I want to see Mab. Well, we can talk to her. Isn't there a portal back at Selkai? There's a yeah. portal? Yeah, yeah, when you're trying yes, to jump through, remember? Yeah, you do oh, know, and in fact, you know a number cool. of portals. Um, yeah. So, as you make the connection between Mab um, and so on, can I have Cran, Silk, Ugnan, and Cherry make memory rolls, please? Uh, probably not. Come on, Cherry, <laughs> you got a good memory. So you can remember coming across this thing before, back in the old Hades Hill Asylum, and you can also remember sort of some interactions with it you're aware that this thing whatever it is has now taken on more of a definitive shape when you first saw it back in the asylum and then outside in the streets of Selkai, it was very hard to make out a shape at all you all you could tell was it was humanoid it is definitely now feminine and it is definitely moving with a human-like gait it's never threatened you. It's never been threatening. In fact, it seems to be present whenever it's trying to warn you of something bad. Do you think it's a spirit of one of well, one of the group that we 
haven't yet met or rescued that we want to try and set free? Well, I think it's, you know, Mab protecting her uh, interests. She wants us to grab the heart of a goth. And uh, so she has a, her little watchers checking us out to, you know, and maybe they're smart enough to just, you know, get spooky on us and give us fright when we should be frightened. You know what I mean? Where our curiosity overrides our, our I've fear. got Elisora's diary from the psych ward still. Um, yes. Yeah, I'll take a look at that. If that has, is that where the words came from, or was that just something from an old, uh, that old patience and heart and uh, dungeon? Uh, yeah, the words that you you've heard were actually words that you heard, uh, disembodied words that you heard when you first went into the Haytill Asylum. You've not read them written anywhere. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just double checking what I said. Then yes, that is grammatical. Connected to the wife. Remember the the ghosts when we were up. Or yeah, Elisora we in the room where we found the bone that's etched as owned that's by right. Queen. Yeah, there were some bones there, and they'd been written on with a tiny, tiny hand, basically property of Queen Mab, I suppose. And though there's no, I mean, you skimmed through Elisora's diary. Remember, Elisora was one of the carers, in inverted commas, at the asylum. You couldn't see any record when you first looked through her diary of those words, but there's nothing to stop you looking through them again at some point. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll I'll go through them right now while everybody's checking things out. Nose in a book, like a. Okay, so you can sit down now with your back against that huge stone statue, with what little light is pouring through the window, and spend sort of the next. It's probably to to read through the diary carefully. And to look for evidence of these words, it's probably going to take you about half an hour or so. Okay. Um, I mean, the other convenient doing... time to look through this would be when you want to rest up to regain power points, heal and so on. You could do it then if you wished. Okay, I'll, I'll wait then. I mean, you just... said we were able to move the altar. Was there anything underneath yes. it, like hidden? No. No, it was... Part of a goth or... No, no afraid not. <laughs> no, it's solid floor. <laughs> nice. Right, so I'm reading Obsidian Portal Heal, so because um, I failed the memory roll, the reasoning roll, presumably I can't use that knowledge right now. No, yeah, but some people did, so and some people rolled reasonably high, Ugnan. So no, you can uh, regurgitate what's on the what's on the portal. All right, so <clears throat> this is from way back in Situation Report Four. During my watch, I overhear a mournful young female voice outside the windows repeating a sad phrase over and over again, unkissed, unloved, unwanted, unremembered, forgotten. I pad to investigate by peering outside. I see no one out the window, anxious to wake the others, but we don't hear the voice again. And I think this was the place with the actual portal in the in the ceiling. Yeah, that was above the yeah above the tavern or something, wasn't it? Hmm. So there's a female voice there, and this blue things are looking taking on a female form. So. And that had a stained glass window that changed for, depending on who looked at it. Oh, That's right. well remembered. And if you'll recall, you also know where that stained glass window came from. So that stained glass. So you know that the so the the tavern is the um oh is it the old sword inn? Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or the new sword inn, and the new old sword, sword inn. The old sword inn. The old sword inn is built on what were the remains of the Spicers Guild headquarters. Mm-hmm. Have we? Uh, okay. 
Yeah, you found age. that out. And I don't know. I mean, you can make a reasoning roll um, if you want, but clearly that stained glass window is very old and very odd in a tavern. You remember there were those stained glass windows in the room that you slept in and you all right. had strange dreams and saw odd things. From the clutes, mm. wasn't it, or something? That's right. Yeah, the mother clutes. Yeah. The clutes had, there was three different spices guild they all went three different ways some wanted more dealings with one faction and some less and some with the dragons mm -hmm. as well so assuming this is similar age this could have been just a way to travel rapidly between selkai and here well there's, oh. you've got no in, you, you've, there's no direct evidence that these stained glass windows are portals as such uh, um, this stained glass window there is something about it which is upset or not upset but intrigued silk affected her i don't think she's exactly upset the other stained glass windows in the tavern that you stayed in those had an unsettling effect on you all you all had strange visions strange dreams and so on mm -hmm. and in an old boarded up part of the tavern you came across a portal which still seems to be working but you don't know where the portal goes and you pulled silk out of it before she could step in. The other portal that you found back on the island of or Teak Island, remember that you were blocked from doing. And that's when you first yeah. encountered a very angry Queen Mab or rather the voice mm. of a very angry Queen Mab who screamed at you to return the heart of a goth or else. Right. Hmm. So we don't know exactly what these things are or who built no. them but they're, they're multiple okay good new information in the summary let's try not smash the window no exactly <laughs> just in case that's our only way you can if you want yeah. no you can if you want oh you've got well, an airship have you well, guys accosted the one. statue pulling arms pulling legs that kind of... we looked at it really carefully i believe but we didn't find anything other than it's well made silk is asking that as she's doing it then <laughs> Okay. Uh, the statue is solid uh, silk. And as you heave yourself up, pulling on one uh, mighty um, arm, the arm doesn't move at all. You raise yourself off your toes as if you're doing pull-ups, but nothing seems to happen. And going around to the other arm and repeating the process, not much happens. The statue seems, as it appears, a solid oh. piece of carved stone. Dark some sort of granite sandstone. You, you, you're not an expert. Her flightiness is catching up to her. Let's go in this room. <laughs> and she, her arms are are like uh, wings behind her as she's run. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my hypothesis for those windows then are they are uh, maybe some view into the Fey realm or Maps realm or something. That's why yeah, they're very, very weird. And that's why that blue thing's always nearby. Maybe it can travel close to them or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. So you can see a corridor off to your right. And then, of course, more of this deep mosaic floor ahead of you on your left. Be careful, Silk, in case there's things around here. Oh, okay. I, I was going to touch that big black obelisk again, but <laughs> I, I know I should. Should we head off down no. one of those southern that southern passage here? Yeah, Cherry, you go. No, thanks. Cherry, we'll stay up here. You're quieter than we are. Well, only okay. because we finally encountered a trap, right? Okay, what? Cherry. Um, so you can see the corridor ends in a stone wall. You've obviously got the age or the benefit of a torch behind you or a, a lantern behind you. Further down on the right-hand side, there's an intact wooden door. 
But to your left, there are a number of doors, open archways, which seem to lead into some sort of banqueting hall or feasting chamber. There are row after row of windows on the far southern wall. But just to but, but in front of them, you can see a large number of wooden tables. All of many of these are, are lie on their sides, overturned, along with their benches. This feast hall is obviously very, very large indeed. You can still see dozens of pewter plates and even some silver eating utensils scattered on the floor and on some of the tables which remain upright. But the oh, chamber itself we'll is very long the indeed. Chamber. Okay. Uh, it's like long like the, the very hallway long. above. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Mess hall. Oh, Oops. wow. It is long. Okay. I'd just say it looks like a mess hall. There might be something there, but I'm going to check this doorway out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna have a look and do the usual. Does it look like? Can I see traps? Uh, is it locked? Okay, stomach rumbles. Food that's not there. Give me a perception roll, then, please. No, the door doesn't look like it's it's set. There's not even a locking mechanism on the door. So, how on earth it would be trapped? Well, that, that's a little bit beyond that, you. Yeah. you know, it doesn't seem trapped oh. at all. Okay. So I'll um, give it a push, see if it opens. It does. It opens onto what seems to be a former kitchen. There are three enormous sort of wood-fired stoves with a large number of cupboards. The wood-fired stoves stand actually in the very centre of the chamber. There are a number of smashed tables and there are some broken uh, cupboards about the place. Um, but there are two intact cupboards and you can see dimly and these are on the far wall i've not bothered mapping this the room is too crowded on the top cupboards which is in of the intact cupboards in the northeast corner you can see what look to be some stacked copper utensils bowls and so on okay um other than that sorry. nothing there is another double door leading out of this chamber there's always something interesting in the kitchens, I say. Silk, kitchens, huh? sharp things. Ooh. Again, the arms trailing behind me as I whisper. The Rudo running. <laughs> Do I just open it? Kitchen. Yeah, it's a kitchen. I open it. Okay. The door opens onto what is clearly some sort of uh, food preparation area. You can see there's a door at the far end, which you guess probably leads out. But there are three sort of large storage bins, if you like, to the left hand to the left hand side. The nearest to you is lined with some sort of dark grey metal. And even at this distance, it feels cool somehow. There are two other storage bins <coughs> with uh, a number of doors at different heights further along that southern wall near the floor. To the one in the middle, you can see what look like um, some wheat grains, maybe barley grains scattered on the floor. Perhaps that indicates what's in the, this storage bin. Hmm. Uh, the far corner as well, you can see another uh, storage bin, this one with slightly larger doors. But again, a similar stone to the one just to your left hand side. And you can see that there's sort of a, the air is slightly hazy around it as if it's very cold. Big doors means big stuff <laughs> again okay. arms trailing okay as you get close you can feel the chill coming off the stonework here the stone is emanating a deep deep cold as if you're standing in front of a refrigerator 
I follow Silk, making sure she doesn't get herself into too much trouble. You started it. And so, (laughs) (laughs) I know. I push you in there, but I'm going to. I know, you bugger. (laughs) Hey, Silk, what about over here? Fuck you. Love your self-discipline, my dear. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't even roll it. <laughs> so the stonework itself is what seems to be giving off this chill that is just spilling out onto the floor in front of you and making the air slightly misty. The, the island so, uh, of Aranmore itself is very, very humid, and the humidity even in the palace is being affected by the chill coming off this enchanted stonework. Cool. Literally. Maybe this is the player speaking, not Cran. This is some weird vision of the future. And that window is not actually a window. It's a, like a plasma TV on its side. And this Great. is a normal refrigerator in like a walk-in free fridge freezer type setting. Yeah, exactly. Right. Someone left the door open. I think I've, I've rumbled it. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you have that conversation with Terry then. Well, let's open online. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's my my thoughts are would they use an artifact like the heart of a goth, which it comes from Meb's territory, to uh to keep a fridge going. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Beer, beer needs chilling, of course. Tell how disappointed yeah. how disappointed would you be if I said, Oh my god, that's the end of the quest. <laughs> <laughs> You'd understand why she was pissed off then. Yeah, yes. that's right. There is a, a large set of doors in front of you, Cherry, if you want to open them. But if you touch the doors, you know that those doors are going to be very, very cold. Not dangerously, damagingly cold, but still very, very cold. I'll, I'll look around and if, the, if I can't see like a, a tea towel or a, a, a piece of rag around, I'll just uh, grab the edge of my cloak and hold it and use it between my hands so I don't get like any sort of freezer burn okay but I'll open the door uh on the other side of the door you can see and the chamber itself uh is not very large at all maybe about 10 foot by 10 foot um the ceiling is slightly arched and you can see dominating the room a large number of well what look like animal carcasses hung up um they're frosted and the scent the centre of this room is very, very cold indeed. This is obviously some sort of meat locker. As you look more closely, though, you can see that the meat that is hung up is not just frozen. It is actually solid ice over maybe many years, even though time has been affected badly here. The meat has gone past frozen into petrification. So although it looks edible, it's far from edible, unfortunately. The, the world's first freeze-dried jerk. Crime's getting Long really down. hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to look around for the... the mechanism. Like, is it... Uh, I'm, and I might need uh, Silk or someone with uh, power awareness, I guess, to see if there's anything that's actually uh, causing this in that. Like, is it an enchantment? Is it? Is there a objet de frise? <laughs> Okay. Give me a perception roll then, please, um, Cherry, as you look to see if there's any anything other than the stone itself that's that's causing this. No, you can't see any sort of localization of the cold. The cold seems to be scattered about the room as if it's coming from the stonework itself. And as you look closely on the inside of this chamber, 
you can see what looks like a metal coating and the metal is some sort of highly polished silver intriguing hey silk stick your tongue to the to the metal <laughs> really <laughs> don't do that last don't do that it'll be me on the frozen tongue <laughs> what's the matter what do you mean you gotta pee on it <laughs> the only warm liquid around <laughs> so as far as you can tell this is just a meat locker there's some sort right. of enchanted silver silvery metal that's been used to somehow either maintain temperatures or to generate cold temperatures you, do, you don't know which but there doesn't True. seem anything else in the chamber ah oh. okay okay let's get out of here yeah i'm nipply <laughs> okay victor you've gone in with a lantern to explore this huge hallway um, which goes back and back and back and back and back and back until you come across sort of a large opening to the north however at the far end of the chamber you can see there's a high table on top of this high table which is raised up on some sort of dais there are five golden plates and a large silver chalice each of them, as you get closer and have a look, bear a prominent V. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, I'll pocket them for now. Okay. So if you want to write down that you've got five golden plates, each of those is going to be worth probably 10 gold coins. And the silver chalice is going to be worth probably about five gold coins. Yeah. That's all I found? I'm afraid so. Okay. I'll make my way back then. To the rest. Sorry, I missed it. Roughly, how many did you think this a hall could seat? Well, if you look at the size of it, you're looking at probably oh, I don't know, uh, six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four, thirty, thirty, forty-two. You're looking at probably sixty or seventy comfortably. Okay. Guys, I love this exploring. Wee! Whoa! No. <laughs> I think she's touched that rock already, lad. So. Is it still alive? Oh, okay. Let me. I did touch it. It's really powerful. So you remember that that deep mosaic floor is made of a mixture of glass, uh, coloured glass fragments, most of them red, but also highly polished gemstones, emeralds, and rubies. Lots of rubies. So the whole floor glistens and is, well, very, very valuable indeed, priceless. Unfortunately, wow. the floor has been sealed with some sort of resin. So you'd have to spend some time hacking into the stone to get through the resin seal and then pick out, prize out the gems and bits of glass beneath. You wow. can do that if you wish, though. Cherry, I'm surprised you haven't been here this whole time. I think Cherry probably realise it's not actually that cost effective. You're not short of money at the moment. Although the way your drug addiction's going, you're <laughs> going to run out of funds soon. Yeah. <laughs> so you've explored most of the temple, sorry, the palace. There's just the far end to explore. Well, question to Jim. When I was looking through the stained glass window, was there an area, like a walkway behind it? No. Basically, going around the outside of the the palace there's sort of a, a swept sand footpath and then the rest of the undergrowth and jungle begins so no there's no walkway cherry's gonna make a beeline for that room right up the end of the hallway 
but I'm a little give me, light of give me a perception smell as you approach, please, Cherry. A perception smell? Not a problem. Yep. Uh, you, there's a faint smell of decay, which is okay, unusual. I, You've not smelt that before. I draw my I, I draw my katana just in case. So is the <sighs> sword's heartbeat detectably different? No, it's not beating any loudly. Perfectly safe, Jerry. Off we go. <laughs> For demons, yeah. <laughs> I, I hold my sword even more at guard. <laughs> yeah, right. Cherry, stepping gingerly into the room, you can see there is an exit to the left and a curtained area to the right. Other than that, though, the room seems entirely empty, apart from what looks to be the skeletal remains of some sort of large dog-like creature in the centre of the room. Oh, the dog itself, though, is about the size of a large Shire horse. Wow. Does it look like a, just a really big so dog? Does it look like skeleton? it got eaten or... Cran, give or... me a perception roll. No, um, you've seen creatures similar to this before roaming the steps and the high passes where you come from. Um, you can see by the canines, this is some sort of... And actually the curvature of the spine and the shape of the rear legs in particular, this is some sort of cat, in fact. The teeth are sort of the size of small kitchen knives, um, but very, very solid indeed. This is some sort of almost like a, a large saber-toothed tiger. As you step into the room, the skeleton, however, remains still. Doesn't look like it's going <laughs> Don't to say that. The, that, the remaining on. still bit was the last thing you said there. I was like <laughs> getting ready to grab my sword and he spilled my tea. Um, <laughs> You bastard, I almost wet myself. Um, <laughs> my my paranoia is infectious. Now, I need to ask, was that an Eric the Viking quote? Yes. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and examine the thing, skeleton, really closely to see if I can see how it died. Was it okay. sword marks, explosive concussions, rending... You can see an enormous lance that is broken, sticking out of its, well, lying underneath it. So it looks like it was killed by a lance and a very, very large lance. No, no idea how this thing died. That's no clue here at all. <laughs> <laughs> ah, very interesting. And that, so like mounted lance size uh, or like very long spear could be carried by hand. Size. Very long spear. You don't think it was mounted. It's not heavy enough to be mounted, but it's very long. Um, the metal that it's made out of is, so the spirit, or rather the lance itself as you pick it up, and it's broken, so I'm afraid it's useless. The lance bit that you pick up is much lighter than you'd expect for that amount of metal. Now, you've come across gravity-defying and very, very unusual metal before, uh, xenium. So mm. there's a xenium coat or xenium core in this lance. Um, well, very long, cool. still quite heavy. Um, and solid. So this would be a lance that somebody could use almost like a pike. But I was going to say, is that problems. still anti-grav? Is it still serviceable, even though it's no. broke? No, it's broken. You could perhaps get it sharpened, but... Sharpened and uh, like a shaft added to it? You don't know. You're no weapons experts. Um, no, even not at all. I mean, it's clearly a very unusual weapon, very unusual metal. You doubt you could just simply stick something on it or craft a new shaft 
as for sharpening it yes you could and it would probably be a slightly elongated spear and a rather light one but you you doubt that this is a task that the average blacksmith or weaponsmith could um carry out Take you'd probably need a specialist um okay uh can i look at the tapestry that's hanging here i don't want to push past it yet but i i just want to see if it's like depicting it no it's actually quite plain though it's very very heavy and dusty now it's very plain sort of a, a Ooh, dark dust i move away i don't like dust it makes me sneeze cran will go up to that end and just peer around the curtain Cran, you can see what the the hint of a chamber beyond, but you can't really see much else. So there is a, a, a strong, rank smell of of dampness that's beginning to fill the room. Um, you think you can see a number of cushions and chairs uh, near the tapestry, and these are spotted with mildew. So again, this room is slightly odd in that it shows sign of age. All right, I pull the curtain right back, just air it out a bit. Okay. Uh, anyone got any light? Yeah, I've got lantern. You can see there's a large sort of oval pool, which is well, the, the whatever the walls sort of kept it intact have crumbled. So you're not sure why they would do that. And there's now a rank ooze emanating from the large patch of dampness in the centre of the room. There are cushions and chairs scattered about the room, all over the place, in fact. And there's a long mar marble table at the far end of the room. That would be the eastern end of the room on the mm -hmm. map, the far end from, from where you come in. The table itself is about waist high, and you can see a number of items on it from this distance. There seems to be maybe a coil of rope. There also seem to be some, what look to be a couple of large blocks of gold as well. Gold. Perhaps some other items as well. There's some stuff in here. Not sure what that smell stuff? is. Does it, does it smell diseased like rotten diseased come on like or is it just damp because mold can be um, dangerous i guess as well so no it smells like give me a perception roll i mean you're no expert on the smell of disease but certainly you can smell dampness and whether there's a hint of something unpleasant yes yeah the, the chamber is damp but there's a strong sort of cloying smell um as if there are spores in the air as well so if you go in here you're going to have to be very, very careful indeed. You don't want Great. to be Guys. spending long periods of time in here. There's some kind of spores in the air or something in here with all that damp. So Cran will get a piece of cloth, wet it with his water bottle and just tie it across his nose and mouth. Yep. And they would just test breathing through the dampness before he goes in. It's, it's, it's breathable through there. Yes, yeah, you can breathe through that damp cloth fairly easily. Okay, just give me like 30 seconds. I won't spend any more time. That may be even less. I just want to go in and to the far end in case there's anything useful up there. I don't take it the gold's not that useful, but seeing if there's anything else. And Cran will go in. He'll actually pull his gauntlets on, make sure they're on so he doesn't touch anything. It's bare skin. Oops. Cherry's going in. <laughs> I am going in. Cover me, she says. Cran, you get closer to the table. I don't know, you might be aware of, of Cherry softly trying to enter the room as well. As you get closer to the table, you can see there are lar five large sort of blocks of gold, each one about the size of a, well, in modern day terms, a, a small brick. Um, so these would be actually worth something if you could carry them out. There are also two beautifully carved, moulded, life-sized golden cats. 
um, in slightly different poses. They're not sitting down passively. It looks like they're walking, um, prowling, perhaps. There's a very well-made bone-handled dagger. But what um, is probably more obvious as being valuable is an emerald-studded crown that sits on the table. They are right next to a pair of women's leather boots. So they'd be sort of on the smallish size. So far too small for you and Ugnan, Numel and, and Victor. And there's also what looks to be um, a large dirk, sort of a, a large elongated dagger. So I'll take the knife, the dagger, the boots and the crown. As you grab the dagger by the hand, the dagger is handle is shaped like a snake. And as you grab the handle, the snake's head turns and twists and attempts to bite you. Oh, cool. Son of a gun. What oh. the heck's going on here? Look at that. Okay. It sinks into you. Can you give me a poison resistance roll, please? Uh, yes. Oh, dear. Oh, oh. Okay, thank you. Nice. Uh, wow. So the, the, the bite you can see as the fangs come out and you drop the dagger, the um, dagger then drops to the floor and is motionless. You stiffen Cran and immediately begin to shiver and drop the other items you've picked up. Cherry, oh. can you give me a piece oh, of please? Sure. Don't touch the dagger. <laughs> Cherry just hears the dagger. Cherry, yeah. you can see Cran drop the dagger. You can see his hand is shaking. His arm suddenly goes rigid. Cran drops to his knees oh, and shit. he begins Ugnan. to topple forward. Ugnan, Ugnan, run. Help. Help. Cran's down. Oh. Yeah, Ugnan, when he gets a chance to run in then. Victor, you're going to be the new Cran. Don't breathe okay. in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay give me a perception roll ugnan okay cran's in a bad way and is dying he's got probably about 10 rounds and then he's going to die okay i'll prepare a spell you need to do something okay <sighs> okay cran you begin to stiffen your legs suddenly go rigid i'm going stiff spine begin no <laughs> laughing <laughs> your spine begins to arc as all of your muscles begin to contract. Can you first of all give me a strength roll to see how powerfully your muscles contract? Oh, shit. That's bad. Uh... Oh, he could snap his own back at this rate. Oh, that's oh. lucky. All right. Now give me um, another strength roll and roll higher than that one, please. Ah, yeah. So you begin to stiffen and arch and you can feel your back almost begin to crack as the vertebrae are put under terrific strain. Oh, my um, God. And then that spasm passes. So that's one round. Okay, what spell are you uh, casting, please, Ugnan? Poison purification. Fireball. Neutralizes <laughs> one poison in the system of one target. Nice. Uh, okay, that's a horribly effective spell for this, but yes, that will work nicely. That Just works. don't mess the spell up. It's a level three, so you've got one more round, and it says damage already sustained is not cured, so if he hurts his muscles here, I can't do anything about that until later. Here we go. Here's the die roll. You, I'm it, back! It's two rounds past, Stuart. Yes, yep. Oh, neutralized. Okay. Cran, the uh, spell is neutralized. 
Um, everything goes soft again. Don't laugh. As your <laughs> muscles go turgid. Uh, well, you were, word. yes, indeed. But the, the venom has been removed. As that spell is cast, you can see there looks to be almost a green haze above Cran's hand. The green haze coalesces into the shape of a green snake's head and then dissipates rapidly as if somebody's just blown hot. And the Don't touch head. that dagger! Wow. What, this dagger? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What happened? I saw you stiffen oh, up. God, fuck, I picked up that dagger. Uh, well, you see the snake head? Didn't really look at it too carefully. It just looked fancy. And it reared round and bit my wrist. Right, look, right between the glove there and the and the armour. Christ, look at those puncture marks. Put the crown on next. <laughs> right, listen, great idea. No, I, are you saying anything about my nice pot helm I've got on? That's very comfortable. I'm leaving that where it is. Oh, okay. Well, well let's I'll take this out, out of the room in case yeah. these spores are dangerous. So we'll take the swag, leave the dagger on the floor, but the knife, the okay. crown, the boots. Okay. So the okay. crown itself, when you retreat back out of the room and away from that suspicious damp pool, uh, can I have everybody now please make a poison resistance roll? Sorry, a disease resistance roll, please. Oh, I love being an owl. Ugnan, you cough and splutter a bit, but actually you feel okay. Cran, you're okay. Cherry, your eyes are watering by the time you come out. So you're actually probably the person who's suffering the most, but you're okay. Ugnan inhaled lungfuls of this filth, and yet he seems strangely unaffected. Mm-hmm. Looks a little, little bit uh, me- melancholy at that. So you've all managed to get out of the room. I'll just move the tokens out. And you've taken with you these, presumably you sort of scooped everything up into a sack, Cran, the cats, the blocks of gold, and certainly the crown and the boots. The only thing you left was the that horrible dagger which almost killed you the crown itself if we do deal with that first is i mean that that headpiece can be worn by virtually anybody it's made of some sort of highly elaborate and highly tooled silvery metal and it's studded with emeralds bona fide emeralds so value wise it's worth thousands and thousands and thousands of, of, of gold coins it's probably the most valuable thing you've you've found in all of your various travels so that's the the crown that you found it's clearly it could well be Vramavere's actual crown it's it's that valuable there's also a a soft pair of leather boots that are made to fit a woman or perhaps a a small man they're extremely light however picking them up they are extremely light Mm. and then there's the the large cat statues those, again, are going to be worth um, a considerable amount of money if you're able to get them back and sell them. Conservatively, you would say hundreds and hundreds of gold coins. The blocks of gold that you've got, similarly, hundreds and hundreds of gold coins as well. We're set for life, guys. Let's retire now and forget about this crap. <laughs> yeah. uh, you've certainly got the money to retire, but you've had that for a while. Remember, you've still got a shipping interest, which we need to flesh out at some point. Um, mm. Well, let's just check out the southern end and then make decision what we do next. Maybe have a rest, maybe head to another building. Okay, so you've gone down to these southern rooms. Cran, there are solid walls, but there is a corridor kind of further down on your left-hand side. And as you explore yep. these in turn, 
you discover that these were perhaps once guest suites. All four of them are identical pairs of beds. The beds themselves actually are usable, serviceable, as is the linen. Old and dusty as it is, the strange, the strange temporal distortion, which has come into effect over Tarek Nev, has meant that you can still actually use the beds if you wish. And conveniently, there are enough so that you can each have one if you wish to rest in this part of the palace at any point. Oh, I haven't slept in a bed in forever. Oh, I'm feeling like I'm feeling a decent bit of scrag coming on and then asleep. What do you think? Oh, sure. Let's all go to sleep in the evil temple. <laughs> what evil temple? Sweet dreams. <laughs> Just don't touch that stained glass window. I'll remind you all, but we're we're all on the clock here. We don't know how long's top passing outside. So, Stuart, I'm just guide me if I wouldn't know this, but I'm just scanning through the gods of Sharon, um, i.e., the evil yeah. pantheon. And would I know roughly who they are? Or are they obscured? Because I can make some educated guesses if I do. About the gods of the Nereti? No, the gods of Sharon, which is there. Um, the yes, you. Yes, yes, you'd know of them, and none of those dark gods really match what you've seen here. The okay. Nereti worshipped different deities, uh, certainly as dark as dark is, and they were then, uh, you'll recall, were defeated by law masters, but also the gods of Orhan. So the deities of Orhan were called into play to defeat the, or to help banish and defeat the dark Nereti gods that either Vramavere worshipped or Vramavere summoned. Now, I think all of you are aware that the gods of Shadow World can be summoned to an extent. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, back up the wrong tree. Well, off the consensus, to be honest, I'm feeling a bit knackered, but um, we could, I wouldn't necessarily recommend sleeping in these beds, but maybe upstairs in the uh, yeah, that circular room upstairs where we, where we had that, yeah. Where the gems were, or even in the top floor, in the upstairs, yeah, top floor. So that was your. I've just pushed through your players map, which is pulled straight from the adventure module itself that obviously Terry put together. So this might look slightly different from the sort of the more colourful version that I've given you. So just to put it into context, you were seeking a large sort of map, and you are currently here. And yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And that looks to be the palace. You that's can right. certainly rest up here now, or you can head somewhere else. Other structures which looked fairly intact as you flew over the city are few and far between. If I indicate those that you can recall were fairly intact, there's some sort of arena type thing, part of an island over here. Exactly what so that the- is, you don't know. Yes, that is also another intact structure. That is a large domed circular building. That's somewhat Mm. intact. So let me give you a circle around that. That's sort of intact. And then there's a temple complex. I saw visions of an arena when I spoke with the never dying general chap. Um, Yes. It was, is that underground, that arena, or is it an open air arena? No, that's an open arena. Okay. So that's not an underground arena. So the only intact buildings, large intact buildings that stand out are those that have been circled and indicated for you. Okay. Yes, um, more to discover. This area, which I'm doing now, as you flew over, is the only area of the city which sort of opens up onto the, well, the enormous moat, I suppose, the river that runs around the city. 
and it seemed to be a collection of maze-like walls with ruined buildings and well god knows what huddled around the ruined walls maybe some sort of slum quarter you, you you've no idea you can see the docks because you can see the two ship outlines that's across to the west and then there's a, an area over on the side of the island which again is well it's not a dock because it's entirely walled in but it seems to be a strange collection of islands now on those there are a number of small intact buildings which i'll indicate so there was one here there was one here mm -hmm. uh, what i'll do is i'll update obsidian portal if you haven't got a copy of that sort of player's map because now obviously you're in the difficult position of knowing where to explore next and I my, see my north pointing to the left or west too, so that's interesting. So my recommendation is we have a break here and then maybe investigate the two places closest to us initially before then maybe heading to the arena and then those islands. Yeah, let's try and be a little bit systematic about it so we know that our back's clear to as best a degree as we can as we move around. The one southwest looks closest, maybe the easiest to get to quick skirt around that and then head for the other two could you remind us of what that looks like uh, that one there from above that one yeah it was a yeah. low squat black building so single story but intact and it nestled against walls that you know lead eventually onto what looks like an internal dockyard remember there were some intact ships which you were um conjecturing about so you're in the palace which is the square there's a very close, low squat building hundreds of yards away. There's a small sort of uh, tree sheltered, what looks like a gazebo, also intact. That's the smaller circle to the north. The larger of the three outer buildings is possibly the one that's furthest away. You're going to have to leave the walled palace compound that's also as you dimly recall as you flew over in your magnificent airship is what looks to be a single story building featureless with no windows i say it's single story it's got a fairly high domed roof but doesn't look like there's two stories to it so well, let's check out the southwest one first the squat storage area see what that's like and then head to the other two okay sure yeah uh, Right. On that map, does that remind you of the, like a dragon skeleton or something? Where I've just pointed to about the, about mm -hmm. the three o'clock position. That is what it's that is what it's supposed to look like. Holy oh, yeah. mackerel! Oh, right. Let's get down there immediately. <laughs> and that might not be a skeleton. Yeah, that might be live dragon somehow, and it can <laughs> it can fly me places. And that's where we'll leave it. We'll explore the city a bit deeper next episode. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for subscribing. All the ways of getting in contact with us are in the description, as well as a index of what happened. Take care. Catch you next time. Cheers.